Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Doug Mellard. Hello, Doug Benson. Um, you know, we've had a lot of Dougs on the show <laughs> and a lot of comedians and actors with other names. But today I was thinking it would be fun to just have a chat between the two of us because I don't know if the listeners have really gotten to know Doug Mellard at all. He's just somebody that that I'm friends with who's also named Doug, who I started a podcast with. But every episode of the show, we've had guests and we focused on them. So I thought it'd be fun for us to just chat today. Uh, I got high last night and I prepared <laughs> 10 questions for you, Doug Mellard. Uh-oh. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? I think so. Okay, let's do this. We didn't have to warn a guest about how loud it's going to get. <laughs> no, we could just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> sit back uh, and relax to the, the soothing sound. <laughs> it really is a relaxing tune, and I, I can't <laughs> believe it's not hasn't become a hit song. Oh, it will. Um, I guess songs need to be longer. Like that used to happen in the seventies and eighties. I don't know when it stopped, but like theme songs from TV shows would be chart toppers. Right. Like, like you'd hear the themes from happy days and welcome back Cotter and stuff. You'd hear them on the radio. When they'd like they'd like become hit songs. So you'd hear like the three minute version, or I guess maybe the Rembrandts with the friends. Friends. Song. Yeah. Maybe, friends. Maybe did when too, that yeah. was a hit, maybe that's when everybody put their foot down. Like, okay, that's the last one. Yeah. Did you know about that song? It was originally just the theme song, the 30 seconds, and then they it became demanded, I guess, to be a bigger song. So they had to like rewrite the whole song to make a radio hit as well. That sounds like fake news to me. <laughs> I, I swear. swear, it feels like the, the video of the friends pretending to play that song came out like, you know, almost immediately. Right away, like yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe there was just a 30 because it's by a band that you know i guess i guess they could have written a 30 second because that's the thing now is i think a lot of the theme songs are you know just very brief or just set a quick mood and you know it's hard for them to become radio hits yeah or they don't have one now 
Some of them. That's what I mean. They just yeah. like, you know, they'll just, or if they do, a thing will come up in the corner saying, skip titles. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like, like they're just admitting that it's not worth the trouble. But I always, <laughs> if a show's got a theme song, I sit through it because I feel like that should be getting me in the mood for that particular show. Yeah. And if they have a shitty theme song, then I probably lose interest in, in the show. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, there's no show where I love the show and just skip the theme song every week. Can you think of a theme song off the top of your head that you do not like? I'm here with questions for you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, that I dislike. Um, what's a theme song that I dislike? Because theme songs tend to be pretty catchy, and they also, you know, tend to you know, you get Stockholm syndrome by the ones that like, you didn't like the song at first, but then after watching the show over and over again, you get used to it. Oh, man. I, I'm more like, I, I'm, I'm more like, I don't like, I don't like the visuals in some opening credit sequence. Sure. And I don't like when opening credit sequence has pictures of the actors, but the names don't match. Like they just show random pictures from the show oh, yeah. along with the names at the bottom. <laughs> And they don't they don't match up, so it's like it takes forever to figure out which actor is playing which part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that shit. <laughs> that All got right. heated. What's that? That got heated. You know, <laughs> I, I heat is a trigger word for me right now because <laughs> people keep writing to me you know, in the DMS on my Instagram, cause I turned off all comments on my Instagram. So yeah. nobody could comment on my pictures. Uh, but see, but you can send me one DM and I've gotten more than one DM from dudes going, what's the matter? Can't take the heat. Oh, you know, like, like that's why comments are there so that people can, uh, come at you with fire, right? you know, treat you like a fucking you know, Frankenstein's monster and run at you with torches. Uh, when, uh, you know, I mean, every once in a while I'll say something like Trump sucks or something, you know, but for the most yeah. part, it's not even that political. I just think some people are getting really mad at me because I keep posting pictures of people with masks on. Right. Well, and right now everybody's holed up. So the trolls are just becoming even worse, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's just really weird how, like, how angry people are at not being able to make comments. And it's like, yeah. they're even angry that they can't make their jokes and they don't understand that I'm a comedian. When I, when I present a joke, I don't need anybody else to tag it or but actually it. Right. <laughs> I don't need it to go in any other direction. It's just there. Like, you know, like, like back in the day when comedians would write, you know, a book or something, uh, you, you didn't get to have your own take on every joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People that get mad about it didn't have anything fun to say to begin with. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. I have 10 questions yeah. prepared for you. If you get them all right. <laughs> You win a, a radar range from a mana. Oh. <laughs> They're not right or wrong questions. <laughs> Have you heard of this new show, Soulmates, on AMC? I have not heard of the show Soulmates on AMC. Um, okay. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> I already lost the, the radar. <laughs> No, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the premise of Soulmates on AMC. 
they sent me like a screen or link, you know, to watch it early and some gifts to get me to talk about it. And, you know, I did a little social media about it, but I watched the show and it's an anthology show that takes place like 10 or 15 years in the future. And I'm happy to say that everyone seems alive and they don't have to wear masks, but, um, there's this new thing they've been, that science has invented on this show that is um, if you take a test that science has prepared, you go into like some sort of scientific office, you take this test, it'll tell you exactly who on earth is your soulmate. Whoa. And if both people take the test, then they both find, you know, they both find out about the other person. But in the first episode of this show, some assholes are like, yeah, my marriage isn't that great. I'm going to take the test and, fi- you know, and find my soulmate and see if I like them better than the person <laughs> I'm with and have kids with or whatever. Yeah. So the question I want to ask you, Doug, because that, that's the premise of the show that makes you sort of sit there and go, oh, would I, would I do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> turns you into <laughs> Urkel. Did I do that? Um, I mean, is that something you would even consider or are you that, I guess it's, I guess you, you have to say that you're happily, like your relationship is great, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm happily married. And then on top of that, there's just no way I would trust a system that just says that, <laughs> you know, like even if I, you know, I guess you have to trust if, if this, in this world, it's scientists or whatever, we definitely should be listening to scientists right now. I guess there's like, you know, you would try to, get behind it and think that it's accurate but at the same time like that would only cause you know if if it's not the person you're with what does that do you you know yeah i think it just causes a lot of weirdos to just like you know go okay this says that this person's my soulmate so here we go and they go off together and it may or may not work because that's how relationships are i mean no matter how much you you know love or agree with the person, there's still going to, you know, it's two different individuals. There's going to be this potential for issues, but that's not, you know, the the show makes it look like people get bored with their marriages and then they're like, Hey, this thing sounds pretty good. And in the first episode, sorry to spoil it for everybody, this husband and wife sneak off and they both do it. So they both at the end of the episode are in new relationships but Whoa. at the end of the episode, they also kind of admit that to each other that they miss each other because they still have to see each other because they have kids together. So, yeah. so they're both in new relationships and they don't seem that great. And that's the first episode. And it's every episode is going to be different people huh. finding their soulmate. So I'm just like, I'm already checking out of this show because I'm already like, well, how many different angles can they come at this from? Right. Yeah. And what would be interesting about it? Because it's not a funny or fun show to watch. Yeah, but I I just thought that was weird that like, you know, putting that because it's not real. So we can't we can't we can't say what we would really do. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like if you just look around and see people with their new soulmate, you go, oh, it's like they're with somebody like on the show. One woman is like my soulmates in Argentina. So now she's got to go meet up with this guy that doesn't even speak English and figure it out. Right. And, you know, you already have a chemistry with whoever you're with, ideally. So then (laughs) it would be weird. You just meet some random stranger and you're like, we're supposed to be perfect for each other. But like, you know, meeting someone 
for the first time. That's never fun. There's Maybe a lot. It should of- be like, well, yeah, especially someone where like it's like it's immediately decided that you're soulmates. I mean, what kind of how can there be even be a like a romantic spark there? Right. It just seems it seems practical. Maybe yeah. like yeah. Maybe it should be like people that are over 35 and still single and, uh, you know, really having a hard time dating. Maybe then that would be a good thing. But then it's still just an arranged marriage that's supposedly scientific. That's that's a good angle, you know, because who wants that that takes a lot of fun out of dating. I mean, I I get it, too. Like you're saying people at a certain age, it, it gets very wearisome when you're still out there looking and stuff. But at the same time, like. I don't know. You want a little spark or randomness to, to how it happened, I guess, instead of just like, well, I guess we're married now. That's, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of boring. I mean, talking about this makes me interested in watching this, the second episode. <laughs> I know. Now you got me into it. But it also, it also makes me feel like as a series, like why would you want to see more than one season of just random ass people figuring out whether or not they, the soulmate thing works? Yeah. Maybe some weird storylines, subplots develop from crash relationships from these people or something. Yeah, I don't know because it's uh, it feels like it's going to be different actors each week. That like you know you're not going to see. Oh, whoa! Okay. Go back and see different people. It's like an anthology show in that sense. So I think like maybe they'll go to different cities, you know, different places and stuff, and and, you know, different actors. But they also just looking ahead. They've got some pretty good actors involved, but. Uh, you know, I only know a few of them and a lot of them are just people I don't recognize. That's the other, probably like, it's, you know, sort of a budget thing that they can only go too crazy with the, you know, known actors. Anyway, that's question number one. Good job. You you did it. (laughs) You see, you said words. (laughs) That's important when a question is asked. Very reasonable attitude because I really I came out of the gate hot asking you to leave your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah yeah, it'd be weird if just you cut to me and I'm googling how to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. It's October. Recommend a scary movie. Ooh, man! The first movie that popped in my head isn't necessarily the scariest, but I still lump it in the category. Army of Darkness. Are you a fan? That's not scary at all. Yeah, but it's still horror, right? Yeah, but I if like, you're going to do Sam Raimi, you, you know. Evil Dead or. Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. I've also never been. That baseball movie he did. <laughs> what was the baseball movie you did? Was it Trouble with the Curve? Did he do that one? Or, or no? Oh, I, I don't did, know. I think he, he did For the Love of the Game. Spider-Man 3, his best horror film. Yeah, uh, that whole beatnik section is scary. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe I could just switch over to Evil Dead. And that, that was a little bit more scary. It's still like kind of got some comedic elements, but I just love Bruce Campbell and that whole series. So good. Uh, yeah, he is good. And, he, you know, and those movies do definitely, most Sam Raimi movies are just good for this month in general because of their overall creepiness. But like Evil Dead's another example of like, you might be grossed out on occasion. But yeah. I don't know if it's ever scary because it's so, it's so cartoony right out of the gate that like, it's not like you're concerned about the, the lives of the characters or anything. Yeah. I, I saw that. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I watched Brightburn kind of recently and 
it had some like kind of uh, that's maybe more in the superhero category but it's like got almost more like shock elements as opposed to like scary i was more afraid of what my eyes were going to be like destroyed by rather than the actual fear of what was next <laughs> well that's uh you know that's an issue for me with a lot of horror movies i just saw empire magazine named like 50 best horror movies of all time and i was like oh okay this could be fun to scroll through this list and see first of all how many of them i haven't seen out of the top 50 um and it wasn't you know there was definitely some ones in there i've never seen but going through the list almost every other or every third movie on the list has stuff in it that is absolutely disgusting to have yeah to visit, you know the visuals and the noises and stuff are just so gross and so over the top that it's like, well, is it a scary movie or is it a shocking movie? Right. You know, is it just showing you shit you don't want to see or are you, or is there actual buildup and tension and release and all that? Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not in huge into horror for that reason, I think. Um, but I like a good, like what, what would you consider 28 days later? Like that stuff horror? Or is that more? Yeah, all zombie movies are horror movies. Well, then that would be my favorite, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's why they keep making zombie movies yeah. because it's just easy to appreciate the tension that that situation creates. Right. And, and think about how you would, you know, personally survive it. I saw right. an episode of Walking Dead for the first time in a while, and I also saw the first episode of the latest spinoff of Walking Dead. Um, uh, world, world, world beyond is what it's called. Um, and, uh, world beyond is like, you know, teenage zombies, like four teenagers running around, uh, trying to find something and fighting <laughs> zombies. And so it's, you know, I didn't, I didn't love the first episode. Of yeah. It. So is it like whole... getting into the awkward teen stage and like, you know, gossip stuff mixed with zombies or, or do they just yeah, have it's to just, be that it, age? It's just, you know, I I feel like you don't look at television much, but uh, there's like this show Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. They took the Archie and Jughead and then and then turned it into a sexy teen show. Yeah. And um, I, so I think the success of that and, and others is making them try to turn everything into a sexy teen show. So yeah. that's what Walking Dead, I think, is is trying to pull off. And I, I didn't love it, but you know what? Maybe teens would. But my point that I was going to make is that, you know, after Walking Dead being on the air for 10 years, the episode I just watched was like, okay, I just, I, I'm fine with this not, not being a thing anymore, <laughs> you know, because it's just, you know, one of the, one of the old characters from the very beginning shows up again. And it's just sort of like, okay, great. She went off to make movies and TV shows that didn't do as well as Walking Dead. So now she's back. You know, yeah, I think a lot of the better TV shows realize that, you know, you can only exhaust story arcs for so like Breaking Bad, you know, they knew if we have a definitive ending, it's going to be better. And I think that's what made it so good. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that Breaking Bad even went on for too long because they had yeah, too, they had too many episodes. Little. They had to do so many episodes a season. And that's where, you know, Netflix has really changed the game in that, you know, uh, and also I should say other countries that are smart enough to do it, you know, shows where there's like four episodes or six episodes in a season yeah. Uh, because you know it, 
you, some stories aren't worth 20 episodes a year right. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they just get dragged out. Uh, I, right. I will oh, wait, real quick before we move on. I will say that I, I assume it's classified as a horror, but I don't think of it as a horror in my head. But we talked about this on Doug Loves Movies uh, recently. Jaws has, has, is the horror movie that's, you know, affected my life more than any other horror movie where like, as a kid, I was afraid of deep ends and swimming pools, you know? Oh, so you were like, you were like a slow kid. Yeah. <laughs> I still am. Have you not figured it out? <laughs> I mean, cause I saw Jaws and I went right into the swimming pool. It wasn't an issue. Cause uh, you know, I, I knew that sharks aren't in swimming pools. <laughs> I had some weird, I've heard other people say that some weird ira irrational fear of like uh, sharks in water somehow. Well, that's they, like psycho made people scared of taking a shower. Like, you know, Hey, you know, you can lock the door to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and they'd really, you do get a really good warning if someone's going to try to stab you because they'd have to get through that door first. Yeah. I put bells all around my door because of psycho, you know, the bathroom door. I just, I had an alarm system to the bathroom. Ah, All right, scared kid. <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> it's almost November. Recommend a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Whoa! I like the immediacy of that response. Steve uh, Martin and John Candy. I love that film. Oh, now I'm excited to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, people are movie. into that movie, and they're definitely trying to get home for Thanksgiving. And I am just not a fan. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. I love Steve Martin. I love John Candy. Uh, but especially in the case of Steve Martin, I love, I, I, I don't, at some point in his career, somebody decided it's fun when Steve Martin's characters are frustrated. Yeah. And, 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 and unable to solve problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, and it's like everything I like about Steve Martin is how much, smarter and funnier he is than everybody else. So I want him to play characters that are that, not characters like Father of the Bride and Cheaper by the Dozen and uh, ripping off Peter Sellers' character. Yeah, the, the new Pink Panther, Panther that really bummed me out. So many you, dumb choices from just one of the smartest, funniest men. I know. <laughs> but yeah, but planes, planes, trains, and automobiles, I'll, I'll give you that people love it. But I just, it's like a dream that just won't, it just won't end where like at every turn, there's another problem, you know, keeping them from getting home. And then when they do finally get home, it's a long, long ass. you got to sit through a lot of feeling bad for John Candy and before they finally decide that he should come to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and, that, and, and this is, you know, this is just the writer comedian in me. I cannot stand the joke where they're in bed together. And, oh, yeah. and one of them's like, you know, uh, you know, is that, where's your hand? And, 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 and Steve Martin says between two pillows, which no one yeah. is an answer. No one would ever say <laughs> when your hand is in somebody else's ass. Because <laughs> yeah, then they both jump up and they both are super embarrassed. They both are, can't believe they came so close to, you know, the, doing something homosexual, which is a problem with all John Hughes movies is that he's homophobic. His writing is homophobic all the way through all of them, uh, you know, in terms of those kinds of jokes. Yeah. The worst yeah. is in the worst is in Ace Ventura Pet Detective, like, which is a movie no one should ever watch for any reason, because. <laughs> 
because there's a scene where Ace Ventura and lots of other men all throw up because they saw the genitals of a trans person. Yeah. So it makes them throw up. They vomit from seeing that. It is weird how far we've come because yeah, I, I rewatched that recently, a part of it. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Like I had forgotten, you know, I remember throwing up or something, but not the reason why. And it was like, holy cow, how did this, how was this yeah. ever acceptable? <laughs> No, it's but, so weird. It's so weird how terribly they treat the, the uh, trans woman in that, what, in that movie. What's also Ace Ventura like uses it, like takes the moment, to, you know, like it's like a reveal where he's being clever that he figured out that she's, you know, trans. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, it's a terrible, stupid movie anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> Have you uh, ever seen Most Likely to Murder? Let's get a little off track, but it comes back. Most Likely to it's, Murder. It's Adam Pally. It's on Hulu right now. Ooh. It's, uh, but it's actually, I, I was going to bring it up uh, anyway. There, uh, the, one of the writers' name is Doug Mann, and it's, uh, it's a fun watch. Uh, and they use some parts, some plot points of Ace Ventura in an oddly clever way. That's pretty funny. And I, I know you're saying you don't like Ace Ventura, but I think you would appreciate how they wrote these weird Ace Ventura shout outs into the film. To... Because they're fans of Ace Ventura? Well, it's about like Adam Pally kind of plays this loser character that was the king shit in high school going back to his... Uh, where he grew up for th oh it's a thanksgiving movie I, I, I think it was either thanksgiving or christmas or something a holiday movie of some kind but he's going back and he's realizing everybody's moved on and done things and he's still kind of this you know crappy guy stuck in the 90s uh but uh it's a real fun watch man and it's got a doug writer I want to. I want to try. I'm trying to find this other Doug. This Doug. He's very funny, and, and that Doug plays a part in it. It's very funny. A guy named Dwayne. It's definitely worth checking out. It's on Hulu right now. I think. I think you like it. You think? It, you will. You like it. <laughs> you think it's on Hulu? It is on Hulu. Okay. Most likely to murder. It's a great watch. Really. Okay. Fun. Question four. You go colorblind, but you can only see two colors. Or I should say you go colorblind for every color but two. Which two would you like to still be able to see? Oh. That's... You know, if you got to choose your own random weird colorblindness. Oh, man. That is a tough one. I, I guess... didn't say these were going to be easy, Doug. <laughs> wow. Where did that come from? You blew my mind. <laughs> I'll say. I told you I got high and wrote these questions. I love it. This is really good. I would say it's hard because you can say two colors you really enjoy, but then you go about your life and you could have chosen completely incorrectly. But maybe blue because the sky is blue and you still want to enjoy that. And I'll say yellow because I like yellow. You can see like the fall leaves and stuff. So but, everything I mean, that's hard. And yellow. Yeah, but that's a weird thing to see all the time. Together, they're sort of, is that the two colors that make gold? I don't know. <laughs> What's your colors that, like? Is that like gold and blue dress, right? That everybody oh, yeah, yeah. On. Versus purple. <laughs> what do color, colorblind people don't see? What is it, like blue or green or something? 
green or red? I believe they can't see colors. Oh, at all. Well, yeah, that's hence the name color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> but I don't know what it looks like instead. I don't like it because if it looks like black and white, then that that sort of qualifies as colors. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the better way to go because it's a little bit less daunting if you're just. Yeah. I mean, if I'm staring at everything and it's replaced by yellow, that's pretty tough to look at at times. It seems like it would be very loud all the time. I'm just sleep. glad that you don't really have to confront this possibility. <laughs> me too. It's kind of freaked me out. I mean, unless this has really happened to anybody, be sure to uh, share with us uh, in the, you know, you can go to the review section on iTunes and let us know. And as long as you're there, be sure to, uh, to rate and review the show. But uh, maybe there's somebody out there that can tell us more about color blindness. Yeah. Question five. Okay. How do you think this 10 questions bit is going? Because <laughs> we have to get through five more. <laughs> it's going well, I think. Um, I don't, I'm still going to be stuck on question five for a while and be thinking for the, about that for days, but. Um, You're going to be thinking about the question I just asked you about how are the questions going? No, no, sorry. The question before about the colorblind thing, about what colors I'd see. I'll I didn't mean to put that, that, that in your head during a pandemic, <laughs> sitting around worrying about the best colors. <laughs> a little you come, weird. You come weird back ahead. next week and that's all you want to talk about. Yeah. Doug, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you're doing great. Uh, unfortunately, you haven't gotten any correct so far, but, um, <laughs> but you know, nobody's keeping track. And um, we're going to go to a brief break and come right back. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. Wide world of Dugs. Just two Dugs today because, let's face it, we've been having Dugs on a lot of episodes, and with the exception of, you know, a couple of them, uh, you know, not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe it's just Doug. talking about Doug's incessantly isn't that interesting like I wonder how many people named Doug listen to this show because they're named Doug right? or if there's that much indifference to having the name Doug that you're not even seeking out something like this there definitely are some people excited to share a, some Doug's with us so that's nice yeah it's always but good to hear about all the Doug's that they know after they tell the um, kids in the hall about all the Daves they know. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they tend to not be Dougs that share it. It's like a, you know, Jeremy or something. I know a Doug. Question number six. Oh God. What dessert would you eat right now? If you could. Ooh. If it could just miraculously appear in front of you, 
I guess you could say what's your favorite dessert, but I'm more interested in like, you know, what you, what, what would you feel like having right now? Cause, uh, obviously a lot of desserts are probably, you're not having for just out of discipline, but also out of availability. Yeah. Dessert uh, I, is such a restaurant thing. Like, do you ever have dessert at home after your dinner? I mean, I'll have ice cream sometimes on stock. They're doing great things with ice creams these days, buddy. So you just have like a thing of ice cream in the fridge and maybe have a bowl of it after you've had like a dinner. Yeah. I'm really weird in that I'm one of those people where I can be completely full, but I then immediately creeps like crave sweets. It's like a thing I have to fight all the time because I want something sweet immediately after. I guess you, you can just keep it small. You just don't have too much of it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so bad though. Especially if I, eat a gummy or something i would say you ever had like a uh like a homemade or like it, it, they have them sometimes at restaurants like a uh, i think they call them like homemade peanut butter cup oh, dear god delicious that does, that does hit the spot because they really focus on the peanut butter part which is the best part you get like a hint of chocolate with that peanut butter maybe some whipped cream oh god do you get um do you ever get the Reese's that are uh, extra peanut butter? Oh, yeah, like the Halloween ones and all that. Oh, yeah. Those are fan. It's my favorite time of year. I do Which like is- shaped Reese's. I like the Easter Bunny Reese's and the um, pumpkin Reese's or whatever whatever they do for Halloween. The, the Labor Day Reese's. They're so good. <laughs> What's that shape like? <laughs> uh, uh, a guy working. It's like a dude with a shovel. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's your answer yeah what about you this isn't about me today <laughs> or cheesecake god now i just want something sweet yeah and i don't you know that's the thing is i'm not oftentimes i'm not great at the these kinds of questions like a question like you know what dessert would you have right now if you could because i'm just not in the mood for a dessert right now so it's even hard to conjure up which one I would want to have because yeah. I, I don't want to have one right now. I had a nice pizza bread for lunch and I'm good. Ooh. Yeah. Stouffer's. You posted something about, yeah, the French bread pizzas. And then it yeah. got me on a Stouffer's, kick. Stouffer's wrote to me on Twitter and said, what's your address? We want to send you some things. Oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck? Stouffer's is going to send me stuff. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I hope it's not, as much as I like their food, I hope they're not going to just mail me food because that doesn't seem like that's a good idea. <laughs> Most of their stuff is in the freezer section, isn't it? Doesn't it have to be frozen? I think pretty much all of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be. I see where the problem is. But how do they get it to the grocery store without it going warm? They're not driving around with big freezer trucks full of pizza breads, are they? Maybe they're going to have these weird, you know, frozen carts for you that can sit outside or something. <laughs> I have gotten a few things lately where like from like, if you order booze, when you get dinner from Postmates, sometimes they'll, the booze will come like in a, in a little bag. That's also uh, keeps things cold. Oh yeah. That's nice. Question number seven. Do you think all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> Were you just high in that rhymed? That's where it came from. I love it. I think, you know, I can't hear the number seven without, following up with all dogs going to heaven because 
Matt Richards says that almost every night on uh, HQ when they get to question seven. He just throws it away. All dogs go to heaven. So I keep hearing that expression, and I've seen that movie, the animated movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and yeah. I just don't I, – I can't wrap my head around it personally. <laughs> Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to answer the question first. You answer it. Do you think dogs go to heaven? I, I will say, yes, I think, because I think there are some horrible dogs out there, but mostly that's because of something that's happened to them because of a shitty human, not the dog. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. And I, you know, like even the worst dog I ever had, we had a family dog growing up that was I loved her as a kid, but looking back, you're like, what a terrible dog. She was so bad. She would just jump up on the couch and eat your food when you weren't looking. Just awful. She bit a couple of my friends, but still loved that dog. And I still, I, I like to think she still went to heaven <laughs> if there is such a thing. But yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the problem is that it has to exist first. Right. But then, but then, but then, once it exists, so so you're reunited with your dog, or the, or, or so if your dog dies and then years later you go to heaven, your dog's just been hanging out waiting for that reunion, or 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 dogs in a different area, and you don't even you don't even interact like you like you go to heaven, you die and go to heaven, you meet every dog you ever had, because <laughs> yeah, because so. you outlive most of your pets, right? Plus, it is like, is it not fair that? there's still a dog in heaven. Like wouldn't heaven, you'd be some other celestial something and be able to talk yeah, to your, why are they still a dumb animal? And also, <laughs> are they going to be like barking and shitting everywhere in heaven? Or is it like <laughs> the perfect version of dogs where they're just cute and fun and, uh, you know, go away when you're not in the mood. I think this is the movie people need to see is what happens when they get there. <laughs> <laughs> everything you're describing i like the layers to this uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of a, another rhyme like all dogs go to heaven and, and then all something else go to hell <laughs> <laughs> all smells go to hell <laughs> snails can't think of question number eight are you or do you need to continue with that one no no it's all good okay Question number eight, hope you're feeling great. That's what Matt says every night when he gets to this question <laughs> on HQ Trivia. Download the HQ app if you want to play. <laughs> question number eight. Uh, did you notice that Kamala Harris's Doug was wearing a mask at last night's VP debate? I sure did. And I also noticed, noticed that uh, Pence's wife was not wearing a mask. Yeah, really, um, really. They're they just really everybody just stays on message. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they, both sides. It's still political. Like either they're far enough apart and they live together so they can you know they can stand next to each other, right? You know, or they're not, you know. But the each side is you know chosen to uh, <laughs> have but their I, own have their own visual. Yeah, I will say I was proud of. Our Doug, right then. And yeah, there. no, I that, really that said was a to cool myself, thing. Good Doug. <laughs> and I uh, think I, that uh, he is a Doug that's going to go to heaven. Absolutely, and that's a good time to remind people to get. Well, I guess it's too late to register, but be sure to get out there and vote. Uh, yeah, I put my ballot in yesterday, and it felt pretty great. I can't believe I just realized that the title for this episode is going to be "All Dogs Go to Heaven." Yeah! Oh my God. 
<laughs> but yeah, that was a good moment for Ducks, man. Making us proud. Look good. Yeah, good he, did. he had his he had his mask on. And uh, but then you know, Pence's wife immediately ruined it. Her name's Karen, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. He's a fucking Karen. <laughs> Karen Pence. All right, question number nine. Hope you're feeling fine. Uh <laughs> Uh, supposedly two of the nicest guys in Hollywood are Tom Hanks and Henry Winkler. And the word on the streets is that they don't like each other. What? Yeah. So now you have to choose Tom Hanks or Henry Winkler. Whose side are you on? Oh, God. You're really bringing the tough questions, Doug. Uh, I... Do you want me to tell you why they're mad at each other? Yeah. I'm, this is shocking. You know, Henry Winkler has directed some films uh-huh. over the years. So has Tom Hanks. But when Tom Hanks was early on in his career and not directing yet, he was the star of a film, speaking of dogs, called Turner and Hooch. Oh, yeah. That was directed by Henry Winkler until he was fired at Tom Hanks' insistence. Wow. And then a different director took over and you know, it is what it is. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that movie, but, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people like a dog that drools on everything and then we're supposed to be sad when it dies. It's fine enough until it dies. I can't watch dogs But then there's puppies, until... right, at the end? Yeah, you know. they bring That's always around. supposed to make you feel better about a dead dog that there's puppies. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that dog's it's gone. Be, it's hard to be sad when there's puppies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, during the debate, I had a friend that kept sending me puppy gifts. That was very nice. It helped. Um, man, that's a really hard one. I've met Henry Winkler a couple times, and he's so nice. They're both supposed to be, like you said, the nicest people. But I think I'd have to go, even though I'm a big fan of both, I think I'd have to go Tom Hanks just because I feel like I've watched more things with him over the years that I've enjoyed. Not Man, but I've watched so much with Winkler. But I think Hanks. I think Hanks in the end. Got to stay Hanks. Yeah, and we just don't know what Winkler was like directing that movie. You know, like yeah. it, it might have been really the artistic choice to make, even though the, the sure. like I say, the finished film, it's not like it went on to like critical acclaim or anything. But it's it is a you know, it is a popular movie. Do do they this is a still like a rift? Are they still not happy with each other? All these I think they later? just, you know, both are just living their lives. And like yeah. I mean, anybody in show business has got to have some enemies. I just think it's interesting that, that each of their enemy, their, their, their biggest enemy is somebody that's thought of as being a total sweetheart. I like to picture Winkler just prank calling Hanks and hanging up all the time. <laughs> like 3 a.m. Hey. <laughs> I got him again. <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't, uh, you know, I think they both just uh, live their lives and, you know, hope they don't run into each other. And feels like Winkler's more TV and Tom Hanks is more movies at this point. So, uh, they, you know, maybe they never cross paths. Very weird. Yeah. I don't want them to hate each other. It's okay, <laughs> You're so sensitive. Are you Team Winkler? 
I, I don't have to be, I'm asking you these questions. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't have to decide which side to be on. Like it's, it's a tough question. I know. It's, it's one I would rather not, if someone asked me, I'd say, I'm not going to pick. They're both great. Uh. Uh, I, you know, I have met, I've, yeah, I've met both of them. I, if, you know what, actually, if I, you know, was, really had to choose i'd go hanks because i auditioned for something that henry winkler was a producer on once and i didn't get the i didn't get the job yeah so so he's he's officially turned me down yeah so that's the only thing i have to hold against him is that but he was super nice i mean it was really nice meeting him he's a really yeah really, really, uh, nice. really ple pleasant person to be around um <laughs> okay question number 10 Whoa. I also, I met Tom Hanks before he was famous and it was just a, you know, basically a head nod and a, not even a, not even a handshake. Cause when I met him, he had his, his hand was in a cast. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was, I was on the set of bosom buddies. I knew a, I knew somebody who knew somebody who was playing a guest role on bosom buddies. So we went to a taping. And so I met, you know, everyone in, involved with bosom buddies at, at you know, no way. Question number 10. What? Yeah. Oh, that was a theme song that was wildly popular, by the way. Right, because it was an existing Billy Joel song. Yeah. They, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're... They made the theme song. And, and it's a fun opening credits to watch because uh, both of those guys are good at, like, you know, juggling type things. So they're both, uh, <laughs> they're both doing fun little what would later be more like, a, you know, a TikTok or a uh, uh, what it a vine. <laughs> <laughs> Their opening title sequence is a bunch of vines. Question number 10. Uh, you're heating up an egg roll in the microwave. <laughs> 10 seconds, 20 seconds, or 30 seconds? Ooh, 30, way too hot. I would say 20. That is correct. All right. <laughs> 10 seems not enough. 30 seems like you'd scald the top of your mouth. 20 seems just right. I mean, a lot of it has to do with how long you wait before you bite into it. That's true. Because yeah. you do want it to be hot. You don't want to loop. I mean, I guess maybe you could loop warm it, warm loop it. But I um, also, I, I don't need it to be too hot because, uh, or I, it can be pretty hot. And then you dunk it into... Uh, one of the sauces that you got with it. And, um, you know, if the sauce is like room temperature, that helps, you know, bring it down so you, you can eat it right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the number 10 question. Well, I thought of it last night when I was, uh, you know, biting into a hot egg. <laughs> was it too hot? Did you get it just right? Um. It was, it was probably a little too hot, but that's the great thing about, uh, you know, when food is too hot, you, your mouth starts to notice and you back off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> unless you're just like, you know, trying to torture yourself on purpose. <laughs> and those people that, you know, the people that eat hot, spicy stuff, like the ghost peppers and stuff, people who do that shit on purpose for the entertainment of others. I, I don't want to watch it. And I, and I certainly don't want to participate in it. Yeah, I can't um, do that. I like spicy gross. stuff, but not to a point of torture. Yeah, that makes sense. I've just never been particularly spicy because I just, you know, I just grew up with uh, parents who didn't didn't think it would be a good idea. Like they didn't 
didn't go out of their way to get me to, uh, you know, expand my palate. Yeah. <laughs> like they'd let me eat cocoa puffs for dinner. And those, those Doug are not spicy, no matter what you do. <laughs> no, they're not. They're and never you, spicy. Yeah, you don't want to add any spice to cocoa puffs. No. <laughs> well, this has been an absolute delight. You, you passed the test. We you, learned uh, some things. You answered all the questions. We, I feel like everybody knows a little bit more about you. Please. What's the update with your dog, Penny, and the skunk situation? Well, I didn't know this, but uh, I had a friend tell us that his dog smelled like a skunk for a year after being skunked. So we're a little nervous because it's been over a week and she still smells. She's at a groomer currently getting a skunk bath. I don't know what that means, but it's still pretty bad, man. And we've done every homemade concoction if you have any tips for me, please share, because we've tried. We've talked to vet friends, everything. It's bad, Like it's man. in the dog's skin? Like, why don't you just completely shave the dog? Oh, uh, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like an oil that's just, yeah, it's just like, it's really in there. We've used Dawn because it's a degreaser as a soap, but that doesn't seem to do anything. But, oh, man, I hope it doesn't come to shaving her, but... Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it would grow back, right? Yeah, yeah. She'd be fine. <laughs> but it's getting a little better every day. Yeah, I mean, I would think maybe that's what a groomer might be doing. Like, I hope they, so. They didn't tell you what they're doing. They just said skunk bath. Yeah, that's all I know. Skunk bath. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, do they are they keeping it a secret so that people have to come in and pay for skunk baths? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> we'll see. But if she smells better, I'm all for whatever they've done. All right. Well, uh, you know. It's going to be another week before we get together again, but uh, yeah. definitely let us know. Will do. Me, personally, God. you can text me as soon as the dog doesn't smell bad anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do wonder. But then, uh, yeah, next week, um, I'm excited because we haven't spoken to a Karen on the show yet. Oh. And that name is suddenly, you know, taken such a horrible turn. Sure has. Uh, we spoke to Susie Nakamura, who played a Karen. And right. when I accidentally called her Karen during the episode, <laughs> she, she was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get an actual Karen to be on the show with us next week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into that with her. Hopefully uh. not make her feel bad about herself because she didn't name herself that terrible name. <laughs> And, uh, and any Karens that are listening, I apologize, but, uh, you know, that's a weird thing that happens sometimes is somebody will come along. Like I had a friend named Dahmer and then Jeffrey Dahmer happened and it ruined his life. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's I mean, terrible. also Dahmer is such a weird first name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, that was his first name. Yeah, that, that was the joke I was attempting to oh, make. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really word it right. I didn't get it out right. I mean, there um, are people with last name, first name, so you never know. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug before we go? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I am recording like a quarantine special in a week and a half, but I can't really have other people because there's New Mexico laws and stuff in place. So it's going to be tiny. But uh, my other album. How, but what it does will, that mean? What does that mean? Where, where are you, you're recording it? Like in the yard? Yeah, we're just. And gonna how many? How many people are going to be there? Uh, like ten. It's going to be so tiny. Well, that's that's. I mean, you're already you're already making it sound like less than ten. Ten is 
you know, I, I granted for a comedy taping, that's <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a lot of people. Where's the I, olden days. But when I did my zoom, uh, you know, I did my, uh, show over zoom last weekend and, yeah. um, with rush ticks who does other comedy shows. If anybody's interested, go to rushticks.com. Uh, and I'll probably do another one with them. And, um, they, what they do is they let like 15 people have their mics on so that you can hear some laughter. Oh, yeah. They teach them, you know, Hey, don't, don't talk. Don't, you know, don't chew into your microphone. We'll mute you if you, you know, do stuff. That's not, Oh, that's cool. I'm not just laughing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, 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 you know, it's just gotta be, it can't be 10 people that are just, you know, not, not having fun, but right. it also can't be 10 people who are having too much fun. Cause if everybody's 10 yes. people laughing loudly at every joke, that's just, that's going to sound crazy. Right. Especially when I'm so, trying to record, but yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And that'll be released uh, before too long. But then I'm also fart safari three fart hard with a vengeance drops in about a month, November 20th from stand up records. So I'm pretty stoked on that. All right. Well, so both of those plugs are really not even worth bringing up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, people, I, although I take it back because you never know when somebody's going to listen to a podcast. Somebody could be listening That's to this true. two years hence and then go, oh, he's got, he must have even more Fart Safari album right. out. If he was on number three when this happened, I'm going to go get the whole set. That's very true. Yeah. Or if they're catching up in a few weeks or whatever, they're like, that came out today. Exactly. So I apologize for uh, saying your plugs were shitty. <laughs> and um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna plug anything oh well go to patreon.com slash getting doug if you want to see getting doug with high episodes we did one with doug millard a few weeks ago and, and uh he, he doesn't handle his high well and no. um nothing <laughs> you don't have anything to say about that i i kind of early on i was kind of pacing myself wrong and so there was a moment I didn't really say anything cause I was too in my head, but I was like, Oh man, uh, this might be very bad. I was so nervous for a second. Cause like, I was just kidding when I said it was bad, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, the, the episode was totally fun, but I did have a moment of like, dude, you're lightweight. Why do you just keep toking when they toke? You can't handle that. <laughs> like, but it ended up being great. It was such a good high after all. So it was fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, and I forgot to say at some point during this that it's October 8th, 2020. Again, in case people are listening this years from now, like when, when we're all gone and somebody stumbles upon this podcast, <laughs> they'll know that it was, it was, you know, months or days before the world ended. <laughs> oh, man. It, oh, well, that, that's not untrue, but this is... Like what happens in heaven when like, when there's a mass event that takes a lot of people, like, is there like a long line when you get there? <laughs> <laughs> With dogs just shitting everywhere all around us. Do they have to, they, do they test, do they take your temperature before you get through the pearly gates? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would just be chaos. We don't want COVID in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh. All right. Thank you, Doug Mallard. And thank Thanks, you everybody buddy. for listening. And, uh, <laughs> as always, all Dougs go to heaven. Got it.